Hello and welcome to Mad Eyeders. I'm your host, Sky Joiner. That's Sky, S K Y, not Scott, but uh, I do have an alias for my after work underground terrorist cell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you could say I'm one of those weekend warriors. So each week here on Mad Ideas, we explore and then argue in favor of an idea that is so down to the bone wrong, so bombastic, that no one could possibly dare champion it. And for good reasons. Today's Mad Ideur Invade Canada. Canada, the land where their moose speak French where everyone smokes their medicinal maple leaves and where babies come skating out of the womb with preformed prenatal opinions about which beers are best. Even their polar bears respect them, and polar bears respect nothing. It's agreed. Canadians are the nicest. Canadians are the coolest. They are universally beloved the world over as an aware and conscientious people who are just plain fun to be around. Let's invade them. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out on this one, alright? I get it. As far as mad ideas go, invading Canada is, well, pretty far up on the list. Aside from the... uh, 1995 throwaway spoof, Canadian Bacon, and the summer of 1812, when we actually did invade Canada, the idea of invading our friendly neighbor to the north is universally considered insane. So, let's rectify that. Now, there's a plethora of reasonings why an outsider-led coup would be ill-served for us and everyone else involved. Not that that's ever stopped us before. For some examples, we can see Vietnam, Bay of Pigs, Iraq, Iran, Guatemala, Chile, and, of course, literally Canada. Twice. So, why should it stop us now? But, Sky, you say, Canada is our closest ally, figuratively and literally. The United States and Canada have a shared cultural, artistic, linguistic, geographic, monetary, affectionate, romantic, loving, passionate, rhythmic, orgasmic... Oh, oh, uh, mm. Woo! Sorry, Canada really does it for me. And for Americans in general. As esteemed as Canada is, of everyone in the world, it is actually Americans who statistically hold the highest opinion of their neighborly America light equivalent. Uh, according to a Gallup poll, 84% 
of Americans viewed Canada's influence positively. Or, as the study phrased it, totes banging. It's a very unprofessional study. Uh, while only 5% of Americans held a negative view. I don't think. And I mean this absolutely seriously. That Americans hold that high an opinion of anything else. Think of what you think the best thing in the world is. Uh, pizza. Peace. High fives. Sex. Kittens. But who cares? I guarantee that you can't get 84% of Americans to think it's good. They'll throw up studies citing pizza's role in the obesity epidemic or how sexual intercourse has produced skyrocketing rates of gonorrhea or how high fives aren't professional, Sky. This is an office environment I am not telling you again. We will go to HR. And forget influence. When the question simply, what do you think of Canada? 96% of Americans view Canada favorably. 96 fucking percent. Canada isn't an ally, y'all. Canada is fam. No. No. I take that back. Canada is way better than family. Nobody comes away with a 96% favorability towards their family after the annual meltdown at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Aunt Kathy is drunk under the table, and uh, Uncle Roy has more to say about immigrants. Huh. That's fun. And uh, we've demonstrated our resolves for each other as nations. They have stood shoulder to shoulder with us and bled with us on foreign soils, in Europe against fascism, across the world in Korea, fought alongside us in uh, Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Kuwait. And when the White Walkers finally break through Canada's giant ice wall, we're going to be there to fight alongside them as well. Uh, Canada and the U.S. might even be a better marriage than Jon Snow and Khaleesi, right? Probably just as incestuous. Even when you simply stare at the cold hard facts, the evidence is indisputable. Canada is the U.S.'s largest trade partner. Oh, wait, sorry. Did I say we're each other's largest trade partners? What I meant to say was that we have the largest trade partnership in the world. Our imports and exports with Canada in 2015 totaled an estimated $667 billion. That's billion with a bejesus. Uh, between the U.S. and Canada, there's a bridge called Ambassador Bridge, which even the bridge sounds friendly, uh, and it runs between uh, Windsor, Ontario, and Detroit, Michigan. And the trade that goes across this one bridge is equal to all the trade between the U.S. and Japan. 
all of it. And there are innumerable other figures and percentages that we can quote ad nauseum as well, uh, demonstrating how unbelievably close our two northern countries are. Plus, there's the fact that one time, the Toronto Transit Authority made a subway map in the shape of a penis. That's, that's actually true, and that's most of what international relations are based around. Uh, very obvious dick jokes. Anytime there's a meeting behind closed doors of the UN, it's mostly a bunch of older guys yanking out their dicks and just, you know, letting them fly. They need the the visuals of the penises to, you know, enhance the joke. Uh, you would hope that since they're in the UN, they could go for more subtle dick jokes, but nope, unfortunately not. But yeah, a uh, subway map in the shape of a penis. So, that should prevent us from invading, right? That's pretty funny. Except, it's not. And before we argue why, we should maybe mention a little history of uh, previous invasive thoughts towards Canada. Because, believe me, it's not only interesting, it is fucked up. First, there's the invasion of Quebec in 1775, when Benedict Arnold proved he was as bad at reading maps as he was good at being a motherfucking traitor. A battle which we lost. Badly. We also know of the invasion of uh, 1812, when the general William Hull marched 7,000 untrained amateurs to Ontario laid siege, and then promptly fell for a bogus report detailing how a vast native war party was headed his way, and so, even though that wasn't true at all, he surrendered. He just flat-out surrendered. And we lost. Badly. Every single time, we underestimated the difficulty and overestimated how much uh, separatist and French Canadians would want to leave Canada and help us. And we failed. Badly. It should come as no surprise then that a mere half century later, we wanted to do it again. In uh, 1869, following the American Civil War, the U.S. government brought a series of claims against the United Kingdom called the Alabama Claims, demanding recompensation from the U.K. Why? Because the U.K. had helped the slave-loving Confederacy by allowing them to build raider ships in British shipyards. I mean, really, U.K.? I can personally say, as an Alabamian myself, uh, what is wrong with you? You can't outlaw slavery and then be like, oh, hey, but uh, slavers, hey, come here, yeah. We got some uh, nice ports for you over here. That's right, come on over. <laughs> Anyways, eventually the UK lost the international arbitration and paid $15.5 million dollars 
or 7.5 Starbucks lattes in today's money. <laughs> Take that, corporate America. But before they did, a large number of policymakers and expansionists wanted to make a deal. We'll forgive the claims, just give us Canada. Uh, of course they didn't. But here's my favorite fact from that period. Uh, Secretary of State William H. Seward, who negotiated the uh, Alaska Purchase in 1867, did so believing it a preliminary step in annexing British Columbia and, thus, establishing control over the entire northwest Pacific coast. Remember Alaska? Up there cold and naked and alone? Yeah, y'all. That Alaska. We adopted poor orphan Alaska from Russia. Then we abandoned it. Abandoned it with a bunch of pot-smoking hockey heathens riding around on polar bears. But the real historical kicker is War Plan Red, which was drafted by the U.S. military in 1934 and uh, not declassified until 1974. Drafted uh, prior to Britain's commencement of hostilities with Nazi Germany, War Plan Red was a hypothetical plan, just in case war broke out with the UK. Not that the generals thought that was likely at all, but uh, you know how it is. American generals have a sleepover and start whispering in each other's ears about which country they've always secretly wanted to wage a war against, and <laughs> oh man, the fantasies just run wild. Just Pajama pants and popcorn and fantasies going all over the place. Then they have a pillow fight. Anyways, uh, War Plan Red imagined Canada as a springboard for the UK invasion. And thus, the plan was to attack there first in uh, order to stymie the English using the North to attack us. <laughs> Poor Canada. You're not even a main character in your own invasion. So, the attack was three-pronged. From Vermont to take Montreal and Quebec. From the Upper Midwest to get those sweet nickel mines in Ontario. And from North Dakota up to Winnipeg. Or, another way to phrase it, Attack the only places where anyone in Canada lives. The plan also called for the U.S. to uh, capture the hydroelectric dams at Niagara Falls, uh, take control of key railways and other strategic locations. Oh, and how could we forget? Launch a chemical attack on the port city of Halifax. What the fuck, America? Poison gas? Poisonous gas? Of course, there was one small detail out of this whole complex scenario that the planners gave no contingency for, which is 
what to do if Canada declared its neutrality. No plan for that. Despite the fact that, you know, everyone agreed that was pretty likely. But what that means is that, right off the bat, if we do decide to invade, then uh, we've already got an attack plan. Let me just uh, update the figures to modernize War Plan Red. Uh, carry these numbers here. Do a little jots and some notations. Add some mounties here and there. Uh, throw in some stealth planes, warships, and just go ahead and take out that horrific poisonous gas scenario. Hmm. But do we want to use nukes? Okay, okay, we'll, we'll make a notation there, and we'll consider that later. Alright, perfect. We've dusted off a plan, and it's as good as new, kind of. But, what about the justification? Alright, it is time for an old standby classic. Propaganda. Him. <clears throat> Here are the facts. Canada defiantly refuses to share valuable natural resources with the U.S. Fact! Canada actively abeds and supports high-level spies in all levels of the U.S. government with the sole and stated intent of social disruption. Fact! Since October of 1994, the Canadian Armed Forces are actively planning their own invasion of the United States. Fact! Canadian's blood is made of maple syrup. If you don't believe me, just cut a Canadian. It's totally legal in 39 states. Did that work? Huh? No, that... Of course that didn't work. Trying to get Americans to dislike Canadians is like trying to get them to read a book. Oh, you know what? Here's a line I know we love. They need liberating. Yeah, that's right. You heard me correctly. Our Canadian brethren are being brainwashed and held hostage by the evil forces of monarchy. You remember monarchy? Before the terrorists, before the commies, before even the idea of not manifesting our destiny. We hated one thing above all else. Monarchy. Well, guess what, boys and girls? Monarchy is alive and well. And if we don't help liberate our Canadian brothers and sisters from the tentacles of monarchy or the bootstomp of monarchy, uh, maybe the soft robe of monarchy? Nah. It's been out of the fear-mongering loop so long, we don't really have a good metonym for monarchy anymore. Huh. But if we don't do it, who will? Themselves? No, that's... No, that's asking too much Canadians. They're... They're a simple folk. And besides, as history demonstrates, the truth is that Canada was always meant to come into the fold. It's destiny. Like a destiny brought to fruition. One might say, uh, 
what's the word? It's right on the tip of my tongue, like a like a destiny manifested. And if we truly care as much about Canada as we say we do, then it's only natural that we would want to possess it in an unnaturally possessive way. It's just like that old saying goes, if you love something, set it in your sights and take it for yourself. Right now, we're entering the beginning of a worldwide epoch where conflicts are increasingly resource-driven, and independence, which we always spout on about in political and social discourse, is only secured if we can secure our material independence. How do we do that? By securing the bounty of the North. We're talking Canada being third in the world for both natural gas reserves and crude oil reserves. Oh, yeah, did your ears perk up at oil? That's right. 172 billion oil reserves ready to be liberated from the teat of monarchy and sucked dry by American exceptionalism. Plus, uranium. Tons of uranium. And while it might not seem very glamorous, Canada has a huge export industry for lumber, with uh, the forest sector contributing around $20 billion annually to its economy. You name it, Canada's got it ripe for the taking. Nickel, iron, diamonds, beavers, coal, more beavers, aluminum, beavers in cute hats. They even have potash. Do you know what potash is? Because I don't. I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. Potash? 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 Potato? But the point is that Canada has a lot of it, and Canadians love to chair, so let's steal it at gunpoint. It's hard though, right? Because... They are fam. They look like us, they talk like us, and the idea of attacking someone you identify with so closely just feels wrong, doesn't it? The idea of bombing their cities or denying their children safe haven feels fundamentally wrong, I think, in large part precisely because they do remind us of us. And yet... We live in a world where we easily justify horrors. We contribute to making worldwide precisely because we can emotionally distance ourselves from those we don't readily identify with. I mean, we're bombing multiple countries right now, and how often do you really stop and think about those? So, then flip that argument. Do we only not invade Canada because our empathy is so small that we can't identify with anyone not exactly like us? Because if that's so, then we're not empathetic at all. We're narcissists. Violent sociopaths, maybe. And if we're violent sociopaths, then fuck it! Let's invade Canada! Let's bomb those fuckers! I want some maple syrup! <laughs> <laughs>
I want to see their national monuments go up in flames. We're going to pillage Tom Hortons province to province. I'm talking finding Santa and massacring those elves. Talking taking their parliamentary democracy and pissing on their substandardized housing. Canada? More like Canada fucked up. We're coming, Canada. Get ready. Get your shit in a box, clearly label it, put it on the moving van, and get ready, because we are coming, motherfucker.